the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program was recorded for broadcast at this time. Welcome to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. And this is my time. Keep it here as Roger talks about local and national issues important to you. Talking with the leaders and newsmakers in our community. And now, here's Roger. Welcome to the Roger Franklin Williams Show, a program that's dedicated to protecting, preserving, and defending America's founding traditions of God, family, country. Friends, it's great to be with you today. It's a special joy and pleasure to be with you today on the birth of our nation, July 4th. And of course, I think for certainly for me and for many of us, this particular Independence Day uh, has a special meaning. Uh, we are living in certainly times where, for the first time, certainly in my life, uh, our, it, our 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 freedoms certainly become seem to be more threatened than ever before. And it's something we're, of course, living with on a daily basis. And every day, there's even a uh, more bad news along those lines. But there's a lot of good news out there, too, and part of that good news is we still have the freedom and the opportunity to express our opinions and our beliefs and to worship, and it's certainly imperative, more imperative than ever for all of us to, to, to do those things and to do them, uh, I would say, uh, loudly for, as opposed to quietly. But anyway, it's great to have you joining us on the Roger Franklin Williams Show, presented by Christner's Prime Steak and Lobster, and this is going to be, uh, this is an occasion and this is a day and an event to celebrate, and we are going to be celebrating on the program today the birth of our nation and the incredible efforts that it took to recognize, to create a country and a, and a society and a culture that recognized the, digni- the uh, dignity of the individual and the importance of individual rights, God-given individual rights, and the acknowledgement that those rights come from our Creator, from God. That's the topic for the show. Very pleased to be joined by two special guests on our program today. In the studio, joining me in the studio is Mr. Richard Marsh. He's an administrator at Highlands Latin School. Richard, it's great to have you join us on the on the special program. Thank you very much. I'm delighted to be here. And in a few minutes, we look forward to being joined by Representative Anthony Sabatini of the Florida Legislature. And of course, as you've learned on our show and other places, he will also be a candidate for United States Congress in the 2022 elections. And of course, as many of you already know, Anthony Sabatini is a stalwart defender of freedom and an advocate for our freedom and our constitutional God-given liberties, not only in the legislature, but in a variety of other places as well. Well, first of all, Richard, it's great having you here. And please tell us uh, to get started a little bit about Highland Latin School. 
Well, I think the the number one distinctive is that we're a classical school. Uh, lots of Christian schools in the area, lots of private schools in the area, but the thing that distinguishes us from the others is that we have a classical vision of education and of students. And can you tell us just a little bit more about, about the mission specifically of Highlands Latin School? Well, it, it comes down to what your purpose in education is. What's the, what's the reason for the student to be in the classroom in the first place? And so it's got a good tie in here because the, the question, uh, should be perhaps what kind of education did the founders get? We, we have this nation that was started 1776 by some great men. And, um, what kind of education did they receive? Uh, that then produced this good nation, and that education was a classical education, which is different from the kind of education that you find usually today. So um, I've been teaching for over 20 years, and for about 20 years I've been asking the same question on the first day of class, and that is, why are you here? I ask the students, why are you here? What's the purpose of, of being here? And without exception, very quickly, they walk through a process where they say, well, okay, I'm, I'm here to get a good grade. And then I follow it up with, well, what do you want a good grade for? And they say, well, to, to, to get a good scholarship or to graduate. And I just, I, I follow the, the train of thought then to its end. Where is it going to end? And they say they're here to get a good grade, to get a good scholarship, to go to a good college, to make lots of money, and then to buy lots of stuff. And at some point, the the topic of happiness comes up. Well, what do you want that for? And they say, well, to be happy. And then I ask them, well, what do you want happiness for? And then there's a bit of confusion and so forth. And we come to the conclusion that, well, happiness then is the end goal. And so I ask, like, well, are you happy to be here? And they all respond like, well, no. And so I then trace it backwards, and I say, well, do you know people that have lots of money that aren't happy? And they say, well, yeah. All the way back to, do you know people that have good grades that aren't happy? And so I say, there's something amiss here. What's what's the real purpose, or how are we going to get there if happiness is the goal? How are we going to get there from where we are right now? And using one of the dialogues of Plato... Um, and over time, we come to the conclusion, I, I lead them through it, and they're the ones supplying the information to me, but they come to the conclusion that in order to achieve happiness, you need two things, wisdom and virtue. And if you have those things, then you've achieved true happiness. And so the question then is, how do you do that? You do that through a classical education. The goal of a classical education is to teach wisdom, meaning um, uh, what it is to know, what things should we know, and then virtue, what should we do? Friends, we're glad you're joining us on the Roger Frank and Williams Show on this Independence Day and Independence Day weekend as we celebrate the birth of America. We have a special guest in the studio, Mr. Richard Marsh of Highlands Latin School, and um, we're talking about um, classical education, education in general, and and um, many other topics as well um, in celebrating the birth of our nation. And now, I, obviously, you know, many, if not every single one of our listeners, and in fact, I would probably say, suggest every single one of our listeners uh, today, right now, are aware of of very negative um, things that have taken place in the public school system over, you know, pretty much over the past 30 years or so or more, mm-hmm. but even uh, kind of going at a, at a at a rapid pace in recent years even. Um, and the same thing in the college, in academia, uh, right. colleges and university, where it's almost all, almost virtually per, per, pervasive uh, in, in these days. And what I'm talking about more specifically are, um, you know, cancel culture being literally taught. Um, now in more recent days, uh, um, 
Critical race theory is right. now a big topic right. uh, in certainly academia, public school even, and maybe even some private schools. Can you address that in relationship to Highlands Latin School? Exactly. Yes. Um, starting in about the 1920s, the shift in American education was away from a classical education to a progressive education, which is basically a job training thing. So if you ask students, why are you here today? Most of them would say to get trained for some kind of a job. Right, which is which has the model of the only purpose that you serve in life is to be some kind of uh, economic producer of some kind, either for yourself or for some other business or something like that. Um, but then in the in the fifties and the sixties, the control of the education system was um, started to shift to more of a of a goal to change the culture from what it was, and it's it's got a it's got a heavy Marxist bent. And that's a great place. We've got Representative Anthony Sabatini on Excellent. the line right now. He knows all about that. Marx has been. He's experienced it in his college career and his law school career. And let's go to him right now on today's Independence Day, Roger Franklin Williams Show, Representative Anthony Sabatini. Representative Sabatini, thank you for joining us. Hey, man. Thanks for having me back on, Roger. It's a special thrill to have you joining us on this special program as we celebrate America. And I want to let you know we're joined in the studio by Mr. Richard Marsh, who is uh, with Highlands Latin School. And first of all, I just just like to ask you, uh, you, can you just share a few of your thoughts um, um, on on Independence Day and what Independence Day means to you and what it means to our to our to our country and to mankind? <laughs> Well, I think it's I think it's one of those important days in the history of the world, and it's more important now that we protect its its actual true meaning, the meaning of the words on the piece of parchment that served as a death warrant for the fifty six men who signed it. Um, you know, it's the most radical idea in the history of the world: equality under the law, where equal citizens created equally, and um, every government loses its validity and loses its. Um, meaning and purpose and validity if it no longer reflects the will and 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 stops serving the people for which created the at the end of the day the declaration of independence is a breakup letter because what happened is the british government through the the actions of its king and its parliament disregarded the bonds of political society that existed beforehand and so the people who signed that parchment the three million people who lived in the colonies at the time had legal and moral purpose to break the bonds of the government, which at that point was restraining it. And so what we need to do today is remember why they did that and realize that when government becomes destructive of certain ends, like they did in July 4th of 1776, although really it was written two days before, as you probably know, on July 2nd was when the resolution was actually um, passed before it was printed. Um, That's when, that's when, people need to realize that we can do that again today. And that if the government stops serving the ends for the people for which put it into power, then, you know, we have a actual, I think, potential and really duty to fight back against the government that breaks its own promise to its people. And that's where we're at today. But the fundamental idea of the Constitution, which is that we're equal under the law, that's never been more unpopular with the current regime, ruling class of our country than it is today. They want basically to create a new system where people are, uh, different levels of equality. You know, some are more equal than others. And, uh, you know, based on your political viewpoint, race, class, or gender, you're going to be less equal in the eyes of the law. And that's what we're up against today. At the end of the day, the, 
the fight we have in this country is not just Democrat versus Republican Party. It's people who believe in the animating principles of the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence, which was the foundation for the ideas of the Constitution, and those who do not. And that's what we're up against. And if people remember that, not just fireworks and ice cream, but actually remember what it is that the Founding Fathers sacrificed to create, then I think we can have a spiritual rebirth in this country where people wake up and take our country back. That's exactly what needs to happen, and if it's going to happen, we're the ones that are going to need to do it. We're going to take a break in just about half a minute, and Representative Anthony Sabatini will stay with us as we get into our second segment, and I've got a couple things to follow up with you uh, as well. Of course, we're pleased to be joined in the studio today by Mr. Richard Marsh of Highlands Latin School as well. Um, You you framed something that I want to um, ask you about when we come back, Representative Sabatini, and that is... The law, the legal profession now, seems to be overtaken uh, by Marxist political correctness as well. I mean, it wasn't that long ago, and I'll pick this up when we come back from the break, where even the most liberal lawyers uh, defended the, the things like free speech and the right uh, uh, for, for, for due process and for uh, people to be uh, have representation. That seems to be not the case uh, in recent days, and we'll pick that up when we come back from break on the Roger Franklin Williams Show. People think we're nearing the end of time, but we've had enough and we've drawn the line. Our flag is up since our people went down, and now we're together from the country to town. American girls. And American guys, we'll always stand up and salute. We'll always recognize when we see old glory flying. There's a lot of men dead, so we can sleep in peace at night when we lay down our heads. My daddy served in the army, we lost his right eye, but he flew a flag out in our yard. Welcome back to the Roger Franklin Williams Show on this wonderful 4th July Independence Day weekend as we celebrate the birth of America, our freedom and our independence, our God-given rights. Pleased to be joined in the studio by Mr. Richard Marsh of Highlands Latin School. And right now joining us by phone is Representative Anthony Sabatini. And I'll phrase the question once again, Representative Sabatini, and I'm very curious to get your answer you know, and it, it's even in the legal profession, which really up until very recently, from my perspective, was a bulwark of lawyers, uh, the, the the system, if you will, um, all the way across the board of of being universal in their support, dedication to support basic concepts such as due process, basic concepts as everybody you know, uh, should have a defense, ha- has the right to have a defense if they're accused of a crime, um, you know, things like this. Now it seems like partisanship um, and, and Marxist leftism, for lack of a better phrase, is creeping and working its way into the way the legal system works today. Can you, address, can you speak to that? Absolutely. Yeah, well, the first thing I want to note, and I, and I think this is so important in the long term, is for people to understand because this is what happens with the media and the Republican Party is they, they see these things that pop up and they act like they're so brand new and that, you know, it, this is some new radical new trend that just emerged and we need to fight with everything we have. The truth of the matter is we've been asleep at the wheel. And the Republican mm-hmm. Party and the conservative uh, 
think tanks and everybody else has you basically, you know, paint on their hands, if you ask me, because critical race theory has been around for about 40 years. It's been instituted in uh, every level of higher education, colleges and universities, in the academy, and uh, also in HR departments, local governments, and, and big woke corporations for quite some time now. What's, what's happened is it's leaked into the K-12 system, as anybody could have ever predicted, and yet you have these uh, Republicans acting like this is some brand new thing that we could have never prevented, and we just need to fight against it now that it's in the K through 12 school. The truth is, we should have been fighting it against it all from the start. When I went to the University of Florida for college and law school, I had to survive critical race theory. It was in all my classes. It was in the uh, student uh, code of conduct and, and affairs. It was in basically all the governing documents. We were basically living under a cultural Marxist regime as a student of higher education in the state of Florida subsidized by the Republican state legislature. All these so-called conservatives created and subsidized cultural Marxism in the higher education system. And so these fake rhino Republicans sat back and let this thing pick up speed and become the new normal. And now it's in the case of 12, they were just crying, you know, Mary saying that, you know, we need to fight it and I can't believe it exists. The truth is they saw it coming a mile away. So it's time for people to wake up and realize we're electing the wrong people. We we have fake conservatives. We have spineless and vertebrate Republicans in office who allow these trends to develop over decade, 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 and then want you to donate to them and, and, and support them in fighting it when it gets to, like, a critical mass. The truth is we should be fighting from the beginning. So I'm calling for the defunding of most of the institutions on the campuses of our colleges and universities in Florida, including a majority of the liberal arts majors, that have practice and house critical race theory, the place from which it stems, you know, coming to the K-12 because of depart, uh, departments of education in the college and universities, and we need to defund and shut down those. It's not good enough to pass an executive rule that says, hey, you're not allowed to be racist in the classroom. We need to set our, set our sights higher and stop racist critical race theory, not just by prohibiting the classroom, but shutting down where it's coming from, which is the same institutions that are writing the textbooks for the kids in K-12. So that that's big. For me, that's the thing people need to know about critical race theory. It didn't just seem good that yesterday. It's, it was it was created on Republican watch and subsidized by cowardly Republican legislators who were too afraid to fight it because they were at risk of being called racist and labeled racist if they fought it. So the cowardly did nothing, and they, they basically sown the seeds of our own destruction. So it's we, we are at a point now where if we don't fight it, and get rid of its roots, then we're we're doomed as a nation. And once again, appreciate your uh, stalwart efforts uh, to be out front and uh, be very loud, a loud voice on, on this on this issue. In this case, specifically critical race theory. And now, I, I, I guess I'll, I'll have a question, and, and I'd also like to defer to to Mr. Richard Marsh to have a question too. But my question is, and this could be a depressing answer, it could be an uplifting answer, but. Um, you know, as you say, this isn't something that has popped up out of nowhere in the last six months or something. Um, you know, it's it's been um, you know poisoning the water, if you will, for for decades. It it, it it's inculcated the the entire system, educational system. Um, <laughs> is it even possible to 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 eradicate it or or, or, or to to get things straightened out? Or, or and if so, how? <laughs> it's my question. Yeah, no, it is. It is. I'm not. I'm actually optim- I'm severe in my criticism, but I'm optimistic about the issue. I believe that people can wake up and do the right thing. What they need to do is eradicate your pr- the primary system. The Republicans who refuse to do anything. So right now, the majority of Republicans who are going to fundraise on CRT 
critical race theory and, and yell about it and talk about it, we'll literally do nothing to root it out out of local governments, uh, uh, big corporations that contract with the state, or at the, uh, of course, even at the K-12 system. The, the executive order that the governor put through through the Board of Education literally will do nothing uh, at all. The critical race theory will continue to manifest itself through the school boards all throughout the state of Florida unless people wake up. Now, the antidote is getting Republicans in who are committed to stomping out critical race theory and destroying any type of uh, anything less than uh, a viewpoint that's completely and totally race neutral. Now, what's happening is critical race theorists are saying if you're race neutral, if you believe what Martin Luther King believed, which is that we should not ever take race into account, um, you are a racist. That's the definition of racism now under critical race theory. So right now we, we do, we're not equipped with the right elected officials. Like I said, most are cowards. They, they, they refuse to do anything on the issues that matter. Uh, but we need to get rid of them, replace them, people who take this issue critical race theory uh, seriously and get them in power. Because if that happens, it's we win. I mean, you get the right conservatives in office in the state house, state senate, and governorship, and I think we have a great governor. I just don't have much faith in our elected uh, legislative leaders. If you get the right conservatives in, they will just stomp it out and destroy critical race theory in our state. At the local governments, through the DEO, the Department of Ed- uh, Economic Opportunity, which provides corporate welfare for large corporate uh, organizations that love CRT and provide woke, anti-white training to all their employees. Uh, if that happens, you know, we're in a good spot. So it's, it's very easy to do. People just need to wake up and get involved in the primary system and throw out these these rhinos. Would have about... Less than five minutes before our next break, and we really appreciate you joining us today on the special program, Representative Anthony Sabatini. Uh, Richard, do you have a question or comment for Representative Anthony Sabatini? I do. Hello. Um, as I understand critical race theory, it's a shift from uh, a focus on an individual in terms of uh, moral decisions and identity to a group identity. And what used to be done through the Marxist uh, vehicle of economic class which didn't uh, get much foothold in America because of our of our of our great system that's set up, um, but it's now been shifted towards um, a group identity with regard to race, where one group is set up as oppressors and another group is set up as victims, and then you have to combat that injustice. Well, uh, Representative Sapatini, where do you see that in currently in um, legislation? Are there any laws that are in play that have this idea behind them? Absolutely. The entire regime of law that stands after the passage of a, a good bill, uh, but what happened after it is a bad thing. So the 1964 Civil Rights Act passed, and that was fine and good. It obviously remedies a, a very important problem. But what happened is a new regime of law that emerged in acts that came afterward in court decisions, extra you know judicial, non-constitutional court decisions that came after, was created mandatory discrimination and quotas in the workplace. And it, through HR departments and companies that were afraid to be sued, they basically instituted a race-based system at that point for uh, education and employment going forward. So it's everywhere you see it. We live in a very racist society towards people that are white because they are at the bottom rung of a class-based system that says if you're gay, transgender, uh, in some cases female, but that's going away if you're a white female, uh, but a person of a different ethnic or national origin, you're inherently um, due certain extra protections. You're basically more equal than others. And so that system was sold in the early, late 1960s as a way of remedying a current issue, helping people who were historically disadvantaged get to an equal starting point. But if you fast forward 50 years, what it's come is a permanent regime to basically um, hurt and oppress anybody who's part of that so-called oppressor class. And it's, per- it's been permanentized. 
the only way you're going to fight it is by ripping apart a lot of these court decisions. So you're going to have to start nullifying these federal laws that create a race-based system in our nation. Um, and you're going to have to start repealing these uh, racist laws that have created quotas and mandatory types of education. And, and it exists everywhere, even in the Florida legislature. They live under very oppressive rules. It's pretty, pretty disturbing. It's not a, it's, it, and you see it even from the Republican elected officials. They're always talking in the, in the, uh, the, uh, the uh, language of identity politics. Everything is pitched is about diversity and, and identity politics. But diversity at the end of the day means if you're not white, you know, that's basically diversity. So, you know, we know that 90, if, if there was a company that had 99% black employees, they would say that's a very diverse company. Of course, it's the opposite of true meaning of the word. Diverse means a different arrangement, you know, different uh, different types of individuals. But diversity just means not white. So that's, it, it exists everywhere already, and we need to start fighting it head on. But people, Republicans have been too afraid to fight it forever because they don't want to be labeled. We've had a, a party of cowards for the last 40 years in the party, really bad people. I mean, I mean that quite honestly. George Bush, Mitt Romney, it's been really, they're not just bad and ineffective, they're actually legitimately bad people, and they've steered our party in a way that we've become worse than Democrat life, really a liberal party. And they're so afraid of being labeled anything negative that they've given in on the issues that matter the most. So our whole country is on the line now, and if, and if patriots don't wake up and start, you know, Casting off this system that Republicans helped create over the last fifty years, then we'll just we'll just lose the country. Well, Representative Anthony Sabatini, thank you for joining us today on our special program celebrating America, and thank you for your efforts to fight for freedom and defend freedom every single day. Hey, thank you. It's it's uh, worth doing because uh, you know everything's on the line. So I appreciate you having me on, and have a happy Fourth of July, and talk to you soon. Same to you. Friends, we're going to go to a break in just a moment. When we come back, we'll continue with Richard Marsh of Highlands Latin School on the Roger Franklin Williams Show. I want to give a shout-out to our friend Dr. Patrick St. Germain and the great people at St. Germain Chiropractic and BurnFatOrlando.com. And, of course, remind you that Dr. Patrick St. Germain has been voted best chiropractor for now 16 years in a row. We'll be right back on today's special Independence Day edition of the Roger Franklin Williams Show. For the stars and stripes. An eagle fly. Welcome back to the Roger Franklin Williams Show as we celebrate America, we celebrate the birth of our country and our acknowledgement of our individual rights and freedoms and liberties that so many have fought for for so many years and generations, starting even back in 1775, actually. I want to um, – really glad you're happy joining us today. It was great, always great to hear from Representative Anthony Sabatini. Before we go back to our in-studio guest, Richard Marsh of Highlands Latin School, I want to let you know that Florida Door Solutions supports our program, and they support all the programs you hear on the new AM 950 and FM 94.9, The Answer, and our messages of patriotism and support for our free enterprise system. Now let's go back to Richard Marsh of Highlands Latin School. And before we do, I just want to say a word. I've recently learned about Highlands Latin School. I was so um, thrilled, frankly, (laughs) excited to learn about Highlands Latin School specifically and their mission and the great work that they do 
um, educating uh, their mission to educate young people mm-hmm. uh, from a classical point of view, from right. a from a uh, with Christian values, right. um, and a Christian mission, and to an and actual factual history, yes, uh, and 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 as uh, I would say, even a safe haven. Um, to protect young students from um, Marxist theories such as critical race theory and, and, and so many others. And so it's it's a pleasure to have you joining us, Richard. I really appreciate the work that you and all the, the great people at Highlands Latin School do. And I would certainly encourage our listeners to, um, uh, to learn more uh, about your school if you have children and you want your children or grandchildren to have the opportunity to, to have an actual truth-based, uh, and not just a classical education, but a truth-based education. Right. That's one of the things that uh, that we promote, the the good, the true, and the beautiful. Those are the triadic virtues. Those are the, the virtues from the ancient world that we embrace and that we make no excuses about promoting. Um, so we were talking before about uh, what kind of an education did the founders get, and it was, of course, a classical education. And uh, we were talking a moment ago about critical race theory and how it separates people um, into groups where their identity is found in the group. And, um, then, and and pits groups against each right. other. Right, they have they have to fight. They, you have to constantly reevaluate everything in terms of group identity rather than an individual identity. And um, a classical education is the antidote uh, for that. Our goal as a classical educational system is the promotion of individual wisdom and virtue. Um, and so it's not it's not job training. It's not school as job training. Used to be when I was in school, and then in the seventies and eighties, it was kind of understood that you were in school to get you know, trained for a job. Right? The the question that every teacher hated to get, and that for a while I hated to get in class was, when am I ever going to use this in my job? Right? And so um, sometimes they've even heard made up answers, and everybody knows it's kind of a bluff. Oh, okay, who knows how you're ever going to use that in your job? But actually, in a, in a classical education school, the the question is a is a moot one um when are you ever going to use this in your job my answer to my students is well never and that's not why you that's not why you do it um a classical education uses the seven liberal arts and the great books to uh achieve its educational goals and the goal is not to job train although it will do that there you can obviously be trained to go out and get a job if you have a classical education but it it trains the human being to be the best human being that we can be. How can we maximize human greatness? How can we help people uh, fully realize their humanity and flourish then as human beings? Um, one of the examples I give in school is I've, I've got a, a picture I stole off the Internet of a guy doing a, a push-up in the gym, and his coach is yelling at him, and he's very uncomfortable. And at the bottom, the caption is, when am I, but coach, when am I ever going to use this in my job? And, of course, the answer is never. You're never going to do a push-up in your job. Um, and I asked the students, why is he, why is he in the gym doing a pushup? And eventually we get to the answer that it's, well, it's strength. He's in there to, to get physically strong. And I said, that's, that's a virtue in and of itself. And the, the pushup is the means that produces that, at least in terms of, you know, upper body chest muscles. And there's other exercises for other stuff. But I ask a, a question that's similar to Pascal, um, where I say, why does a weak body bother us, but a weak mind doesn't? And so I teach mathematics. Why are you learning Algebra 2? When are you ever going to use it in your job? Well, you're not going to use it in your job, perhaps. Uh, but what it's doing is it's, tre- it's training you in a mode of thought that is part of your essential human nature. And you do need that strength later on, wherever you might go. Great insights. And that leads to an- another question. I just want to be, be very clear. Um, you know, and even over and above just the, the, the focus on classical education, I, I suspect that at Highlands Latin School, you know, the, the, the Bible is, is not, uh, you know, p- 
pushed aside or even oh, no. prohibited. Or, it's a classical or, Christian school, yes. And um, it, uh, you have you know, overtly what I would refer to as patriotism or respect for America, right. respect for our Declaration of Independence, our Constitution, absolutely, our founding documents. Mm-hmm. And and it's it's kind of funny because I really shouldn't have to say Christian after classical. Classical is Christian. It's it's Western civilization. And that's what we see America really, I think, as the pinnacle of it is. It is the pinnacle of Western civilization so far. Um, I think perhaps we could go a bit farther. What, what's the next step after um, the great nation that is America? Where's the next level up? Um, but we have to be trained in, the, in the, the kind of education that the founders had to go back and recover that to not just maintain the nation that we've got, but also to press forward. And that's why I've been excited to to meet you to learn more about Highlands Latin School. It's because from a lot of information that I'm getting from all different places, including teachers, students, and parents of students and grandparents of students, is what's happening now across the board in American education. Uh, certainly in academia, and I think it's well known that academia has been a bastion of of ultra liberalism and even you know more recently leftism you mean colleges and universities yes exactly and um then high school even down into public it's high into, schools it's and into um, the grade schools now is what's happening is is uh, the an- antithesis of respect for western culture is right. taking place in right. fact western culture is, is under severe attack it's openly hostile to western culture yes and so like like i said when you and i were growing up it probably was a job training program more than anything else and now it's not even that it's it's not even reading and writing and arithmetic in terms of being able to be an independent person. It's it's very much a openly hostile uh, attempt to bring down Western civilization. You have to you have to bring down the existing civilization before you can replace it with something else. And that's literally what's happening in our school system across the board today in America. And uh, but it's not happening at Highlands Latin School. In fact, no, they're one of they're just like us, friends. They're, they've got their fingers in the dike, and maybe that's not a great example, but uh, or they're on the march. Let's put it that way. They're advancing, going forward to continue to protect and preserve and advance uh, constitutional values, respect for America. Um, Christian values, respect for our for our culture in our country. Right. And it's I think the, the COVID-19 uh, shutdown and so forth really kind of pulled the curtain back in a lot of areas in education because um, students were at home. They were doing Zoom meetings and things like that. And parents had a clear window then into the classroom to see what was going on. So much so that you know, a lot of schools across the country forbade parents to actually be in the room with their child when they were doing online meetings. They didn't want the parent to see. And they said stuff like it's because of, you know, student privacy or something like that. And it was like, oh, no, why, why would you would you ever let your child go behind a closed door with an adult and be told, no, you can't see what's going on in there. And, but, of course, that's classic totalitarianism. Right. That's classic. You've got to communism, totalitarianism, whatever you want to separate talk. the children from their parents. And, and children the children belong to the state, not, right. not the parents. The state replaces the parent. No, like I. That uh, that floored me. I would like parents to to tune into my online class, and um, uh, you know, I've got nothing to hide. I'm proud of what I do. I'm not trying to be subversive in any way, shape, or form, except perhaps subversive towards the left. We we definitely pick a side in the culture war. Well, please share with our listeners where you're located, uh, how, how can they find you online, things like that. Our website is highlandslatin.org slash Orlando. Um, we have a Facebook page that's Highlands Latin School Orlando. Um, uh, I had the phone number. I don't have the phone number handy. 
I'll put okay, the phone number up. Okay, you can get it on the, on the website. But then, and it is on the website. And where we are you physically located? We are located in Winter Park. We are at uh, St. John's Lutheran Church, which um, I don't have the address here either. You caught me kind of off guard for a second. But um, you can get on the website. Orlando Avenue, 1792, if I'm not mistaken. It's just north there. of the Science Center on Orlando Avenue before you get to the railroad tracks. Very convenient location for, for many of our listeners, yep. certainly. We really appreciate what you do in your efforts here. And, and friends, I would encourage you, if you're, if you're looking to, um, you know, and I know this is a real, very real problem for, I would say, most most citizens, not just most of our listeners, but most citizens, is what, where, where to send your school now. Uh, your child to school now. Uh, if you, uh, m- in many cases, if not most cases, send them to public school, they're going to start to be indoctrinated into leftist principles. You can't trust private schools either. Um, I've taught in private schools for the last 20 years or so, some Christians, some not. And even in the Christian schools, they're they're not far behind. Um, sometimes they're a bit of ahead because you can make rapid changes quickly in a in a private school more than you can in a public school because you don't have the bureaucracy there. So the bureaucracy, in a sense, kind of slows down. Uh, any kind of rapid change. But no, you, you've got to really go in and find out what the curriculum is. And it comes down to how they view the student. What What is the nature of the student? Is the student um, a person made in the divine image um, and therefore, um, you know, an individual? Or is the person, is, is their belief that the student is just some kind of, you know, they're just a person, they're just a human being, we're all human beings. And so we've got this, we're the, we're the product of you know, millions of years of evolution, and we're just kind of like a cog, so to speak. So the goal of education really comes down to how you view the student. So ask questions. Um, at Highlands Latin School, we've got day school options, and we've also got homeschool options. So we offer hybrid models and things like that. We try to make um, several different models available to parents to find the, the right match. We're excited about the work that you do, and we're glad you're here to join us on our show today, especially on the special occasion the, the birth of as we celebrate the birth of America. Friends, we're going to go to break in a moment when we come back we'll have one more segment with richard marsh of highlands latin school uh, and we'll talk about the founding of our country and our wonderful values of which the country was founded upon and uh, and our efforts to preserve those values that we must undertake all of us before we go to break of course i want to give a shout out to my friends over at sheila auto repair and uh, let you know that if you're looking for an auto shop That'll care a place that'll care for your car, truck, SUV, or any other vehicle with old school honesty, integrity, and dependability. I urge you to get over to see Demetrius and Odysseus Virgos at Sheeler Auto Repair. No job or is too big or too small, too big for those guys. Um, you can trust the guys at Sheeler Auto Repair, and they are proud patriotic Americans at Sheeler Auto Repair, helping to celebrate our American independence. Friends, we'll be right back on the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Oh, beautiful, for spacious skies, for amber waves of rain, for purple mountains, majesty above the I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Oh, beautiful, far heroes proved in liberating strife. 
friends, welcome back to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. It's a thrill to be with you today as we celebrate the birth of our country and the special mission that America and the special role that America has meant for the world in these 200 plus years since July 4th, 1776. Pleased to be joined in the studio by Mr. Richard Marsh. He's an administrator. He's an administrator. He's with um, Highlands Latin School. We're learning more about Highlands Latin School, and we're also celebrating Independence Day, the birth of our country. It's great to be joined by Representative Anthony Sabatini earlier in our show. Also, want to give a shout out to our friends Vito and Rhonda over at Network Sound and Video, and let you know if you have any precious memory that you would like to preserve and to update on more contemporary media that you can use more efficiently, that you can share with your family and friends um, on the online around the country and around the world, I urge you to get over to see Vito and Rhonda at Network Sound and Video. Of course, that's where your memories last forever. They're located on Ronald Reagan Boulevard in Longwood, in the Merritt Plaza, and you can find them at 407-834-8555. That's 407-834-8555. And if you call during business hours, a live person will answer the phone. And, of course, you can find them anytime at NetworkSoundAndVideo.com. That's NetworkSoundAndVideo.com, where your memories last forever. Now back to Richard Marsh of Highlands Latin School. And before we go back to... To Richard, once again, I want to just express how how gratifying it's been to learn about Highlands Latin School. Friends, I want you to know that they are going to be you'll be hearing more about them on our stations, specifically in the Dennis Prager show. They're going to be mm-hmm. supporting our stations uh, as a sponsor, and it's um, wonderful. And I encourage you if if you are looking for an alternative for your child, uh, that's going to where they can go and get it, receive an education that respects our country, that respects. Um, uh, you know, our, our God, for lack of a better word, that res- understands that our rights come from God and are, are they are part of our fight to preserve uh, those values. Um, Highlands Latin School, I would encourage you to check them out and, and learn more about them and, and the classical education that they strive to provide for students where values such as um, patriotism and Christian faith and religious faith are, are, are celebrated, not attacked. But and now let's go back to, to uh, Richard Marsh and uh, have an, another word you want to say about classical education, right? Right, and it's the 4th of July weekend, and so the question comes back to what kind of men were these men that created uh, this country? Uh, they were good men. They were great men. The country that they created wasn't perfect, but it was the ideals, and it's taken us a long time to work through the, the full embodiment of those ideals, and there's still good work to do. But where did the ideals come from? Um, they were all classically educated. educated. Um, and so, as I said before, the, the goal of classical education is to um, inculcate individual wisdom and virtue. And it's, we do that through uh, the seven liberal arts, which are the universal language and mathematics skills that students need to excel in every area of life. And we also do that through the study of the great books. And the great books, then, out of all of human history, these are the means by which we pass on the cultural heritage um, of the Christian West. And so if you're looking for a school that that does that sort of a thing, that hopes to create men and women such as we had um, 225 or 250 years ago that founded the nation, uh, that had that kind of idealism and that kind of fortitude, that kind of duty and obligation and understanding of uh, what it meant to be a human being, 
what the nature of the world was in human beings' proper place in the world and also in relation to their creator. The classical education is what you're searching for. Can I give the, the school's uh, contact tell, information? Tell how they can reach you. Okay, so our website is highlandslatin.org forward slash Orlando. Um, our phone number is 407-442-0393. We're physically located at St. John's Lutheran Church, which is at 1600 South Orlando Avenue in Winter Park. Appreciate you being here, and I encourage our listeners, if you're looking for a, a, a safe haven, if you will, for an outstanding school for your child or grandchild or someone that you even know, I would encourage you to visit to find out more, learn more about Highlands Latin School. And, you know, I'd just like to share in our, our remaining moments, and before we even do that, I want to let everybody know, give a word from our friend Derek Hicks over at Thompson Jewelers. I'll let you know that the disposal sale that you've been hearing so much about uh, was a huge success. In fact, many of you, many of our listeners actually, went over and took advantage of those once-a-year a, once um, great prices at Thompson Jewelers during their annual disposal sale. I appreciate you uh, letting Derek know that, uh, that you listen to our show. And uh, Derek will be back with us uh, some in, in the near future. And, of course, uh, Derek Hicks of Thompson Jewelers is somebody I think about now every Independence Day. He's a true authority on our founders, on our founding generation, on the Revolutionary War, and on um, the whole uh, continental um, colonial period. And uh, we look forward to having Derek back to join us again soon. But I did want to give you that message from Derek Hicks and Thompson Jewelers. Now, let's go back to Richard Marshall. Well, I would say, um, you know, Richard, I'll just share a, a, a thought that I have about our founders, the founding of our country, about Independence Day. Mm-hmm. Love to have you share a personal thought if you would like to uh, as well. You know, I've in, in talking about the, the, the importance of education in general, you know, and this is one of the things that's so heartbreaking to me is that, you know, the, 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 the love, if you will, I acquired for our, our country and, and our, our Declaration of Independence, our Independence Day, our, our founders uh, came from school, learned it in school. Me too. In, our, in Southern California. I, I, I was in the, the San Diego school system in the 70s, and we did a patriotic song, two patriotic songs every morning. Taught in the school system, and I still remember in second grade, Mrs. Walker's class. Uh, you know, we uh, every at that level in elementary school, you always have like a. Pl- they called it a play, where you would produce a, literally a, a dramatic um, right. y- event uh, on the stage for the whole school, and ours um, celebrated the founding of America, and we had uh, we dressed up in uh, custom made uh, you know, outfits, just like uh, they wore back then, the three cornered hats and the knee breeches and. Uh, right. You know, I still remember I was Paul Revere, uh, but it, but everybody had uh, ha- had a role. Every it kid, every role. You know, uh, Thomas Jefferson, of course, uh, George Washington, John Hancock, and uh, but at that, that very young age, uh, began a spark of respect, uh, kind of of knowledge, knowledge about who our founders were, mm-hmm. knowledge about what our legacy was, what their mission was uh, to to create a country where individual rights uh, were, were protected by government and where the government served the people, and. Um, so anyway, it's just um, that's a very fond memory for me. It's launched me onto uh, a lifetime of wanting to learn more uh, about our founding generation, about that time, about uh, uh, the Revolutionary War, of course, George Washington and his extraordinary efforts, the extraordinary man that he was. Um, and it's so happy for me to 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 you know, 
encounter you and Highlands Latin School and learn that there's still a school out there somewhere that's that's celebrating uh, you know uh, th- these kinds of values. We would like to instill those values in our own students, right? You talk about the the, the heroes of the uh, the American birth of a na- nation, you know, George Washington and so forth. Uh, those men and women did great things under under great duress. Um, and they stood for values against everyone else that was trying to pull them down and against even just the environment that would have made it very easy for them to tuck their tail and, and to walk away and, and to submit. Where do they get their inspiration from? You talk about, you know, these men inspiring you. Who inspired George Washington? Who inspired Thomas Jefferson and James Madison, uh, Ben Franklin, John Adams, Abigail Adams, the rest of them? Where did they get their inspiration from? They got it from their own education, which was a classical education back in the day. I mean, we're talking about the the heroes of the ancient Greeks. We're talking about uh, the the heroes of ancient Rome and um, also of Jerusalem, you know, the Judeo-Christian background. They encompassed all of that together then, and they, they had a chance— and they were conscious about this. They knew that they were doing something fundamentally different. And they stopped and they paused and they said, what are we going to do here now that we can make more good, more permanent than what's come before us? And so there was there was the long debate. And it wasn't a perfect system, but I think it is the best system um, that we've got so far. But it takes us to it takes us as people in today's day um, to live up to that. We've got an obligation to not just understand it, but to perpetuate it. Absolutely, and that's become the mission of our program now. Um, you know, it was, it, even as much six, six months ago, it was it was easy to say um, our program is dedicated to protecting and preserving and defending America's founding traditions and our liberty. But um, but but now it's, it's a real sense of mission to do that mm-hmm. because now I, I think um, you know, without being too uh, too negative about it, but just trying to be truthful and accurate, uh, our, our liberties are under attack. I've, I've I've felt the same angst. I've been in I've been out of classical education for a while, and just in the last two years, been almost you know pulling my hair out, frustrated that I've got to get back in a classical school and get back on the right side of the battle line and do some good. Well, friends, it's been great to have you joining us on the Roger Franklin Williams today as we celebrate America. It's been a special treat to have Richard Marsh of Highlands Latin School join us. I'm delighted. And please give the website one more time. Good. uh, We're at Highlands Latin School. We are uh, at highlandslatin.org slash Orlando. HighlandsLatin.org slash Orlando. Phone number is 407-442-0393. 407-442-0393. And we are located at St. John's Lutheran Church, which is at 1600 South Orlando Avenue in Winter Park. And then on an uplifting note, you know, uh, we, 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 we kind of sit here and we talk about how difficult things are for us right now. But really, uh, the, the task that we have at hand, it pales in comparison to the tasks that our founders had. Yep, but we still have a task. And, uh, you know, they, they certainly were faithful to their mission, and they certainly had the, uh, the courage and the, and the ability and, and the knowledge to, to, to carry it out. And that, that's one thing that we celebrate today. And uh, it just always brings, brings uh, joy to my heart and always brings a smile to my face to just to think about all of them. You know, George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, John Adams, Hamilton. And, 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 and as you said, uh, where did they acquire these, uh, first of all, the knowledge and even the, the inspiration to have the right. kind of courage that they did? They, 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 a lot of it came from being educated classically. Yep. Wisdom and virtue has to be taught. We've got to be deliberate about it. And, of course, from their Christian faith as well. Absolutely. Well, friends, it's been great to have you join us. I want to thank uh, Jeff, our producer, Jeff. Thank you so much, Jeff. It's great to have you on the special program. And, friends, that's going to uh, do it on the Roger Franklin Williams Show today. I hope you have a happy and blessed Fourth of July Independence Day as we celebrate the birth of our great nation. Have a great day. 
today Cause there ain't no doubt 